Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode. It's lovely to have you back with me and Marie Miles here on Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Did you receive the email? I was late sending it out. I do apologise, but I did send anyone who's on the mailing list. I sent you the recipes I talked about last week, the peanut butter cookies and my yummy chicken stew. So I hope you received that. And please do let me know if you try either of the recipes. They are two of my favourites and I absolutely love them. So this week, my subject this week, well, I, I had a bit of a crisis of confidence this week. I, I went through, oh gosh, you know, 24, 48 hours of real kind of, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? I was, was thinking about what I would talk about this week and it, it suddenly struck me. Oh, this is a mistake. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be saying all those things, even if they're true. Don't say them out loud. Don't be putting them on the internet where they're going to be forever and for all time. You know, and then, of course, you know, that that voice. Nobody wants to hear your whining, Anne-Marie. Nobody wants to hear about your struggles and your constant failure to keep yourself in check. You know, you can't take your own advice. How do you expect to have any integrity giving other people advice? So I had all this these thoughts piling in on me. And eventually I just kind of let, let it drone on and it was just going on and on. And I, I was thinking, oh, gosh, I, I, I need to get past this and try to work out what I'm going to say this week. And, and I made a mistake. I forgot the advice that I had given to myself and all of us in episode six. Episode six is called Don't Listen to Yourself, Talk to Yourself. So if you haven't had a listen to that episode, do go back and have a listen. But I made the mistake and I didn't take that advice and I listened to myself. I let that commentary on my life, that rolling narrative that prattles on in the back of my mind, I let it come to the fore and try to dictate what I do next. And I just really felt this kind of pressure and it was really strange, actually, this kind of pressure to just say, OK, listen, this is it. And enough already, Amory, enough of your, you know, going on about food and weight and, and just stop just stop doing it it really felt like this wall of pressure and I thought oh gosh I, I need to surround myself with cheerleaders I need to go and find some cheerleaders not somebody who will just say what I want to hear I need honesty I mean cheerleaders are great I, I actually did a <laughs> I know strange but I did a little bit of research into what cheerleaders are for the actual cheerleaders that jump up and down at American football games and the idea is that they keep the morale up no matter how the game is going, you know, even if, if they're losing, even if they're in trouble, even no matter what's happening in the game, cheerleaders just keep chanting no matter what's happening. And I'm thinking, no, I need more than that. I need more than cheerleaders who just keep going. Ammo's got it all together. She's fighting for a win. 
There she goes, quick on her toes, towards the biscuit tin. Go, Ammo! You know, I, I need more than like a cheerleader who's going to cheer me on no matter what I'm doing, no matter how well I'm doing or not. I need more than that, more than a cheerleading chant to keep me going in the right direction. And I don't know if you have one of these kind of negative narrators telling you the worst version of your story. I've I have terrible trouble with this. And I remember that scene. I don't know if you've seen The Holidays, a wonderful film with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. And at one stage, Cameron Diaz can hear kind of a, a, a movie trailer narrating her own life and her failures. My narrator is far more negative and not nearly as cool. But I sat, oh gosh, I sat in the doldrums listening to this voice for a bit. And I suddenly thought to myself, what I need is the director's commentary. I need to be listening to the director's commentary on my life because even if a film is rubbish and gets terrible reviews and only three people go to see it, the director's commentary will always be positive. The director has a vested interest. It's more than a cheerleader because the director has got a vested interest into making this film the best that it can be, putting hours of committed work into it. He or she knows the characters and the plot intimately and wants this story to be the best version of the story that's ever told. Now, I know I'm mixing my metaphors now going from cheerleaders to directors, but it did make me think about the commentary that I allow myself to listen to. And okay, if you know me and you've listened to this podcast before, you know who my director is, don't you? You know that my director is God in Jesus. If I look at what it says about who God and Jesus are to me, like in Acts 17, it says, for in him... In Jesus, we live and move and have our being. That's what a director does, isn't it? That's where we go, what we do and the character that we portray, the person that we are. In Hebrews 12, it says that I should fix my eyes on Jesus, who's the author and perfecter of my faith. He's my director. He's not just the writer. He's the director and the perfecter. And uh, as well as fixing my eyes, I should fix my ears too definitely should be listening more. So I'm going to ask you, who is your director? What commentary do you listen to on your life? What What is the voice that you hear? Because even though I have a positive director who wants the best for me, I still have this negative commentary that I have to work very hard to kind of stop. And it almost stopped me from doing the podcast. Now, some of you may be sorry that it didn't, <laughs> it didn't succeed. But like I, you know, I really feel that this is something I should do. It's something that I want to do and something that I feel is the the right thing for me to do. And I really, really hope and pray that it does help people who struggle like I do with food and weight. But I suddenly thought it's really important for me to focus on the director's commentary, on the one who has a vested interest in my well-being, the one who has a vested interest in my, what's the word I'm looking for? In my prosperity, and don't get me wrong, I don't mean, you know, loads of money and a big house in the Hamptons and a swimming pool. You know, I mean my spiritual and my mental and my physical prosperity, you know, that I become the best version of me that I can be, that my story becomes the best directed version that it can be. So again, I'm going to ask you, who is your director? What commentary do you listen to? And let's see if we can squeeze this metaphor (laughs) within an inch of its life. 
who are the main characters in your show? Are there some characters in your show that maybe have too many scenes that maybe appear too often or too many lines? Are there any characters in your show that are upstaging you? It reminds me of another brilliant scene from The Holiday where Kate Winslet's character, she says, you know, you're supposed to be the leading lady in your own life. And I love that line. The guy she's talking to points out to her that she's playing the best friend. She's not playing the leading lady in her own life. So what about you? Are you playing the leading role in your own story? Because, I, you know, I feel that I... um didn't for a long time. I, I was a people pleaser and I said yes to everybody. And I know that I've shared this before, that there are times where, in fact, most of the time when you say yes to somebody else, you say no to yourself. Now, a lot of the time that's fine because we don't want to be selfish and we want to share our time and and share our lives with people, whether it's friendships or relationships. But we need to get to the stage where we're not just constantly saying no to ourselves. It's, we have to be really, really careful not to do that. Now, I know I am in danger of moving into pop psychology here. And I've said it before, I'm not a coach or a counsellor. But what I do know about my own story is that too often I was not the leading character in it. Uh, I was not putting myself first. I, and I was saying yes to everything else and everyone else and saying no to myself. And I don't know what happened to me this week. I Maybe I was tired or maybe I was, I, I do get, I've mentioned before, I do get quite stressed if I over schedule myself and it was a busy week and then I was away at the weekend at a, a retreat for the Association of Christian Writers. I'm on their committee. So a busy weekend really and then back to a busy week. So sometimes when I get over scheduled I do feel quite stressed. It happens to me quite easy. I need to carefully look at my diary. But that was a busy time and I had to be there and I wanted to be there and I really really enjoyed it. But it makes me all the more careful about the other things in my life and how many things that I can say yes to and how many things that I can say no to. And I find that when I am stressed, that that's when this kind of rolling narration goes on about, oh, you know, you can't do this. You you shouldn't do this. You don't have anything to say. Look at how stressed out you are. Look at how negative you're feeling. And sometimes I have to shake that off and move on. But I, I suddenly had this big as well as choosing who we say no and say yes to, as well as choosing what we fill our time with and who we share our time with, we also can choose who we listen to and what narration in our heads we are willing to listen to. So I suppose this episode is firmly in the wobbles and maybe a bit in the wisdom, more kind of going down the mental health road really today, aren't we, than the weight. But for me, it's all connected. I don't know about you. If I'm in a better place mentally, then I'm eating better. If I am all over the place mentally, then I tend to not make good choices, you know, with my food. For me, it's all one subject. So how can we make sure that the commentary in our lives is a positive one, one that is feeding us rather than drawing from us, one that's encouraging us rather than taking from us. For me, it is the Bible. I know I need to be plugged more into what God says about me. There may be people out there who hate the idea of religion and God. But when I look at what God says about me, 
what God says about my life and what he wants for my life. It's all good. It's all positive. Even if some of it is chastising me a little bit or challenging me a little bit or correcting me a little bit, I know it's all for my good. So that's the commentary I want to listen to. That is the narration that I want to hear and that I need to listen to more. And I think the more of that I put into my life, the more of that will be what plays in my head as the days go on. But okay, so say you're not interested in God, you're not interested in the Bible or you are interested in spiritual things, but not Jesus. So what does your director's commentary sound like? Because I really think we need to be careful of the rolling narrative that plays in our head. I just really felt challenged and thought, yeah, maybe I'll I'll challenge you guys who are listening. Who are you allowing to speak into your life? Who are the other characters who are in your scenes? Who are the people who approve or don't approve of the things that you do and the things that you say? And are they the right people? I'm not saying, you know, cut those people out of your life, but are they the people that you want to listen to? Are they feeding in? Do they align with your values? Do the people who speak into your life align with your values? The things that are most important to you, the things that you would live and die for, the things that are most important to you, more important than anything else, the things that are non-negotiable to you. Are the people who you spend time with and the people who speak into your life Are they aligned with that? Are they aligned with your non-negotiables? Or are they constantly tearing them down or speaking negatively into them? I'm not saying that you only hang out with people you agree with. I hang out with people who don't agree with me and who I don't agree with. I just think we need to be careful about who are the narrators in our lives. Who are the directors in our lives? Who are the people that we spend the most time with, that we hear the most from? And are we allowing people to speak into our lives who really resonate with our values? I'm not saying we should never be challenged. I'm quite happy to be challenged and I'm quite happy to challenge others. And again, I'm not saying we should only hang out with people who agree with what we agree with. But we need to make sure that the people who are speaking into our lives, have our best interests at heart, have a vested interest in our good and our prosperity. And I use that word carefully, but you know what I mean. I'm not talking about money and swimming pools. And we need to make sure that the people who are speaking into our lives, the people that we are taking notice of and the the people who we are responding to and the people we are taking action from and taking action with, are aligned with our values and have our best interests at heart, have a vested interest in our good. And I think it's really important that we check out what's that narrative that's going around in my head and where is it coming from? If it's just coming from your own negativity, and for me, a lot of the time, it's just coming from my own kind of lack of confidence. But let's listen to those who speak into our lives and make sure that they are pouring into us and not taking from us. And if you've got one of those negative narrations going on in the back of your head, start speaking positively out loud to yourself. Start making sure that you spend time with people who speak positively to you and about you. And change that negative narration to the director's commentary 
to the one, whoever that may be, the one who has your best interests at heart. And so to finish off today, it's time for... What is that about? What is that about? Thank you, Frankie. Yes, indeed. Well, this week I am overwhelmed and over something. I don't know what the word is. Anyway, what I'm having numerous every day and it's increasing all the time invitations to connect particularly on Instagram but but, uh, sometimes on Facebook as well mainly on Instagram with men who are in the army or the navy who are single who love their kids and love animals and they are starting to drive me mad I don't know what they think I'm looking for. I presume they're not specifically all looking for me because I have found out and I'm a bit good about this that um, I'm not the only person that they've been befriending. So I'm a little bit hurt by that, you know. I thought it was just me that they wanted. But um, this persona that is represented on Instagram of the really, really good looking army captain and Navy SEAL or whatever who owns a fluffy dog and is available for a relationship but, you know, loves his kids. That's all that it says. As if that's all that we're looking for. A man with a good job who's fit and is kind to animals and kind to children. We're not terribly interested how kind he was to the mother of those children who he's no longer involved with. We're more interested about the fluffy dog that is holding in the photographs. And I find it really irritating because anybody who's in the position I'm in, you know, kind of trying to raise your profile, you're trying to increase your Instagram reach, trying to get out there and connect to as many people as you can. And what I'm getting is these oodles of men who want to connect who will then go and like every post and picture I've posted for the last six months. Now I have to say that's great for the insights when I look at my numbers I think oh the numbers are good this month mainly because of the 27 Navy captains who have liked every photograph I've posted since last October 12 months but I just find the whole thing is really annoying. One, because they're obviously fake. There might be one or two honest ones in the middle, but they're obviously fake. There's no way there's that many good looking single army captains with dogs and children. But also that the idea that they would prey on women who would be lonely or would be looking for that kind of ideal relationship. Yeah, I'm just finding it really annoying at the moment. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please do. Please go to Ammo Writing, A-M-O-W-R-I-T-I-N-G, Ammo Writing and follow me. If you're single and you're an army captain and you have a dog, by all means, you can follow me, but just drop me a little message to say, you know, I am a real person. It's just really bugging me. One, because it's a load of rubbish, but two, because there is a sense of this desire to dupe women into falling for this kind of perfect man. And um, gosh, uh, ladies and gents, I don't know how to tell you that. I'm not really sure how to uh, how to break this to you, but um, there is no such thing as perfect man. And the nearest thing to the perfect man, I married him. So sorry about that. So yeah, I know you are gutted. And if it turns out that all of these guys are genuine military guys who are divorced but love their kids and their animals, then I will take back everything I've said. I will return their friendship. But I only want to be friends with real people. That is my bugbear. That is the thing that really, really, really annoys me at the moment. So... 
Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I am so appreciative of those of you who've signed up for the mailing list. Go to annemariemiles.co.uk if you want to sign up. And it's lovely to be able to connect with some of you in that way. By all means, when I email you, reply and say hi and tell me a little about yourself. You know, what rank you are in the army and what kind of dog you have. And um, yeah, and... Thank you so much for those who've bought coffees for me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. I'm so glad that I kind of broke through the negativity this week and made an episode. And it really means a lot to me that there are listeners out there. So uh, thank you. And I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.